Another Way to Play, episode 65. People buy from people that they identify with or they like. And it's really hard for people to identify with you or like you or even know that you exist if you're not out there creating a whole brand about who you are. And it's mm-hmm. so hard to reach those people that you want to work with if you are trying to reach everyone, right? Hey, this is Christabel, founder of Chris Media and host of the Hack Your Online Business podcast. And if you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my good friend, Hans Struzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest, someone that I'm really excited to call a friend and to bring to you guys, it's Christabel, who is the founder of Chris Media, a messenger marketing agency for high ticket service providers. Christabel currently lives in Mexico City. She's from Singapore and has a really great story to tell. Right now, she helps her clients increase conversion and leads by scaling engagement with messenger bot marketing. If you've never heard of that, this is something you're definitely going to want to listen up for. She's spoken at conferences like Social Media Day Houston, Social Media Week Austin, and been featured in Thinkific, Buffer, Media Egger, and numerous other podcasts. And now this one. Besides running Chris Media, she's also the host of the Hack Your Online Business podcast, where she interviews successful online business owners twice a week and runs a mastermind for online business owners with a focus on marketing and accountability. In this episode, guys, we get into Christabel's story, um, talk about why she got into the entrepreneurship world, what she was doing before, how her path went, and how she turned down, actually, a scholarship to Oregon State University, as well as why she ended up moving to Mexico City and starting three online businesses before this one, the third one that she's running now, uh, actually started to work and make money for her. In that, she gets into what messenger bot marketing is, as well as advice she has for people who are starting their own personal brands, starting to market online, and some uh, really valuable personal advice as well. So really excited to get into this one. But before we do, If you are getting value out of this or any of the other episodes I bring out, please head over to iTunes, leave a written rating and review. It would mean an awful lot to me as it helps me grow the podcast through the algorithms, but also gives me critical feedback because I do read those reviews. Thank you so much in advance for that. And without any further ado, let's bring her in. So here is Christabel. Christabel, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're really, really excited to have you on. Man, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, talked about a little bit what you're into now with the messenger bots and all that. We're going to get there. But before we do, let's build a little bit of context and talk to the audience about where your journey really began. Yeah, my journey began many years ago in Singapore. So I'm originally from Singapore. That's where I was born and raised. And so my whole journey professionally started off when, you know, I finished with, you know, my diploma and and I was kind of like, what I do now? Do I go to college? Do what I do? And so 
you know, at the time of what I was 18 years old, I had no idea what I want to do, right? Like 18, what the hell do you know what you want to do with life? So what I did was I applied, you know, I took my SATs and I applied to go to college and whatever. And I got a scholarship to go to University of Oregon. They were going to give me a scholarship for it. And, and I spoke to my mom and my mom was a single mom, you know, trying to raise the whole family, like me and my sis and, you know, being like high achieving Asians, we have like extra tuition classes and all that stuff. So my mom had to work two jobs basically. And so I said, Hey mom, I got this scholarship to, you know, University of Oregon in the States, you know, they're going to pay for my first year. And if, if I keep doing well, they're going to pay for every single year. My mom was like, well, what if you don't do well? And I'm like, well, thanks for the prep talk, mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what if you don't do a super realistic, right? She's like, if you don't do well, then I have to pay like the rest of the three years. And so I was like, that's true because my whole idea back then when I was 18 years old was to go to the States, have fun, you know, like do all those stuff you see on like, you know, MTV and all that shit, right? And so of course, when you go to college and if you don't do well and you're on a scholarship, you freaking have to pay everything. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So I turned down a scholarship. What I did was I went to Thailand. I lived there for a year. And I was just doing things like Muay Thai and drinking smoothies and doing absolutely nothing. And so eventually came to a point when I was like 20 years old and I was like, oh shit, I have no money left. So what I did was I got to go back home. So I went back home and I decided that, you know, what am I going to do? I really like traveling. And so my friend was like, why don't you join advertising? (laughs) Join advertising and maybe one day you'll get a chance to get posted to New York City or something or, you know, wherever. So that's what I did. I joined the largest ad agency in Singapore. I, I was an intern. I started off as an intern three months did good enough. They offered me a full-time job. And that's what I did. I stayed there for a couple of years. I, I climbed the corporate ladder. And then I was like, oh my God, I got to get out of this thing. Right. Because my boss back then, she was like, you're still young. Leave. <laughs> right now I'm old. <laughs> I can't leave. I've been doing this for the past 12 years and, I, and I'm like still stuck here and I really don't want to do this. She was like, Christabel, if you do not leave, you'll be doing the same exact stuff like you're doing right now in 10, 20 years down the road. You'll be doing the same exact stuff that like advertising will never change. Like this will always be, I've been doing the same stuff for the past 15 years. And I, and that was the moment I was like, oh my God, I got to get out. I got to you know, do my own stuff. And I've always been entrepreneur. Like since I was a kid, right? I've, I've always been a kid who would be like selling like football cards to like, you know, other people like in, in school and all that stuff. So I was like, this is really like, I really want to do this. I really wanted to, to start my own business and all that stuff. So with my boss telling me that and with the whole idea that I want to travel while working, you know, earning money online, that's what I did. So I, I, I left the ad agency, but before I left, I actually started my first business. So I was doing both things at the same time. I was trying to start my business, trying to, you know, still get paid to do, you know, all that stuff. So eventually I left and I started my own stuff and um, I was traveling the world. I was traveling, you know, Europe and everything. And then I came to Mexico City to learn Spanish. And then it was just like, you know, I had to find a way to just make some money, right? My first business didn't do well. Second didn't do well. So eventually I came to a point where I was like, oh my God, I need to find a way to make money. If not, I have to go back to advertising again. And I really didn't want to do that. My whole life, I've only known things like marketing and social media marketing and advertising. So what I did was I started doing like freelance social media marketing. And that's kind of how I ended up in this whole, you know, social media marketing space where I started working with private clients, offering, you know, freelance stuff. Eventually I was like, yeah, it's like me and another million other social media marketers out there trying to mm-hmm. compete, you know, like doing the same stuff. There's absolutely nothing you know, unique about what I'm doing. So I decided to kind of just like figure out like really what's my niche? Like who am I trying to speak to, you know, like create my own personal brand and everything. And, you know, along that way, I kind of found out about messenger bot marketing. And so that's kind of what I eventually decided to kind of focus on because I was like, holy shit, this marketing channel is awesome, man. Like it works so well for my own stuff. I was like, I just want to focus on this. And so, yeah, that's kind of like a whole quick story of how I got started and where I am now. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much all about me. 
I love your story. So thank you for sharing that. And that's obviously one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show. But that moment that you just described where you're like, uh, my second business didn't work, first one didn't work. What do I know? I'm going to get into social media marketing. Fantastic. That's a crowded space. There's a lot like, where, where do I differentiate? And then you said something about like, I got to define my personal brand. I've got to find my niche and then dig into that, right? Can you talk through that process? Personally, I'm selfish. It's my show. I'm going to ask you because I'm thinking about this myself. Like, how do I dig in on a personal brand and build it a little bit better? But I think the rest of the audience can resonate with this as well. So, what did you do? How did you go about that? And what worked, what didn't work, all that fun stuff? Yeah, man. Like, so I, you know, and this is the thing, like the whole niching down and finding your unique self and, and building your own brand is such a huge thing. Like, a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to, they're like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this stuff, but you know, it's really hard for me to get clients. I'm like, well, are you actually niching down? Are you putting yourself out there? Are you trying to build a personal brand? Because it's just saying, right, people buy from people right. that they identify with or they like. And it's really hard for people to identify with you or like you or even know that you exist if you're not out there. You're not creating a whole brand about, you know, who you are. And it's mm-hmm. so hard to reach those people that you want to work with if you are trying to reach everyone, right? That's the problem with a lot of people, regardless of whatever business they do. Like, you know, if, for example, real estate, right? I sell houses. Mm-hmm. To whom? Yep. Like what houses do you sell? Like specifically, like what type of houses in which state or neighborhood or, you know, to a specific demographic, right? If you just sell houses to everyone, like you literally sell houses to nobody. No one's going to like resonate well with you. You're just going to be like another average, like real estate agent or an average marketer or average, you know, whatever, like whatever you do, right? So we always mm-hmm. got to kind of figure out, like it doesn't matter what industry you're in, fitness or food or F&B or, you know, marketing, whatever. You got to figure out like who exactly are you speaking to? And that was one thing that I learned from my first business. I started my first business. The whole idea was class pass with the whole healthy food factor in it. And my target audience was anyone who wants to live healthy. Do you know how many people want to live healthy? Like, it's yeah. like such a wide, like, and I was like, back then, you know, I didn't know as much as I do now. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. A huge crowd, right? A huge, huge crowd. A lot of people want to live healthy. Everyone's going to buy my stuff. Turns out, like, I sold, like, what, four passes in one year (laughs) and only because I gave away like this huge discount. The problem was I was running ads. I was running content that really wasn't speaking to anyone because I was trying to speak to everyone who was trying to be healthy. So that was something Mm -hmm. I learned from my first failed business that I kind of took with me like into the the second and third one. Um, And then the second business that also failed, but you know, probably did a little bit better in that aspect was we created an app that will allow you to find, you know, gyms and healthy places near you while you're traveling. Again, we were trying mm-hmm. to just reach everyone who was traveling. Again, like, you know, how many different types of travelers are out there? There are people who travel for leisure, people who travel for like, you know, work, people who are like digital nomads. There's so many different types of people and our marketing was trying to reach everyone. So mm-hmm. now I'm just like, I, you know, offer messenger bot marketing services to high ticket service providers, namely coaches and online course creators and consultants, right? These are pretty much the people they work with. And this, like, this is the only thing that we do. So that's like, we go super niche. Like I don't serve, you know, the F&B industry right? Like I can serve them for sure, right? Like the bot stuff, right? It works across all industries. But in my marketing, in my messaging, I do not want to mention that I do that. Like I can do F&B and, and whatever, right? Because then I just start to lose all these other people who are like, first they identify me and then they're like, wait, wait, Christabel does this now? What's going on, right? So right. we got to make sure that we first get super clear exactly who we're trying to talk to, right? And then put yourself out there, like going on this podcast, guys, like this is the way you're going to get yourself out there. And I only talk about one stuff. Like if, if you go Google my name, like there's only one thing I talk about and that's messenger bot marketing. You don't hear me talk about 
you know, fashion or buying a house or investing or like, I, I don't divert into all these different things, right? I focus mm-hmm. down and I only talk about one stuff. And that's kind of how I build my own personal brand. So that down the road, when you say Christabel, they only associate, oh yeah, the messenger bot person or, you know, oh, that online business, you know, person, right? There's nothing else that you'll, you'll think about when you say Christabel. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm like the angle I'm going from. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Cause I think there's so much value in that. Going down that rabbit hole a little further, when you decided to niche down and go into the messenger bot space and you got really focused, not only on like the section of like the type of marketing you were going to do, but like who you were going to market it to, was there fear that you were going to lose or exclude people? You know what? I, I kind of feel like yes and no. So I think it's very natural to get that fear like, oh, you know, by niching down, I'm going to exclude a lot of people. But at the same time, no, because, you know, I don't want to get myself into the whole scarcity mindset, believing there's only like, what, 10 coaches out there. It's so not true. Do you know how many like online coaches and business coaches and live coaches are out there and not all of them have a messenger bot? Like it's such a huge industry, right? And not all of them are going to afford my service, therefore high ticket service providers. So I refuse to allow myself to go down a whole spiral of, you know, scarcity mindset. Oh, you know, this other marketer has a new client, you know, therefore there isn't going to be any more clients for me. Not true at all. Right. We just went on two new clients. So it's just like, there's always en- enough abundance in this world, like enough clients going around that you really don't have to worry about, you know, not um, being able to serve everyone. And, and here's the thing about niching down as well. In your marketing, you can address, like you can call out one type of people, like one type of person or your product can be super specific, but it's not going to stop another group of people who are going to be like, oh, you know what? I kind of actually like that as well. So for example, right? Like an F&B person, you know, or we've been working with like a skin company. They don't fall under, you know, a service provider or high ticket service provider at all. But, you know, because they got to hear about me talk about messenger bot marketing and they basically just fell in love with whatever I was talking about. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Like we want to get you. And I, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Right. So in my marketing, even though I wasn't saying like, Hey, we work with skin clinics and all that stuff, but they were like, we still want to work with you. And so when you kind of niche down in your messaging, don't be afraid. Like you're going to like exclude other people. Like some of these people, they still want to, you know, get your service. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, the people you're trying to reach to, like the, the real target audience, they're going to identify and they're going to be like, yeah, like that is absolutely for me. And the rest, they're just gonna, like, you know, some of them would be like, you know what? I like this person as well. And I'm, I'm going to go with this person as well. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. That was going to be my next question. So thanks for leading us there. That to me is something that I'm going through personally and my real estate practice is like, who do I want to serve? Because you're right. Like there's so many of us in this field that are like, I serve the broader Bay area. It's like, well, the Bay area has five counties (laughs) and like very unique neighborhoods all spread over, you know, 20, 30, 40 mile radiuses. Like if you want to be everything to all people, like great, but you're going to be like nothing to everybody at the same time. Cause you're going to be sort of what, what's the term, you know, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and same thing with online marketing. There's so many people who like, I can run your Facebook ads. I can, you know, create you content. I can get you followers. It's like, okay, f- cool. But like how, and like what, what makes you different from this other person over here? So thank you for distilling that down for us. Um, because we were not really, I'm frankly not even totally sure what messenger bot marketing actually is. Can you break that down for us so we can sort of get a better glimpse of what you do? 
Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, like, they ask me that. because It's it's so funny because, you know, it's Facebook Messenger. So people kind of feel like, oh, they understand Facebook marketing, right? It's been around for a while now. And so people kind of know what that is. But Messenger marketing, what is that thing? What is this chatbot thing? It's like, what is this bot thing? Is this like this whole Russia trying to influence our elections? <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> um, but what it really is, it's just, you know, it's really just marketing and talking to your audience, trying to build a relationship, you know, trying to get to know them, trying to communicate with them using a messaging app that happens to be Facebook Messenger, right? That's mm-hmm. all it really is. It's so simple when you think about it. Oh, it's just me trying to build a relationship with my audience, just talking to them, right? Having conversations with them instead of Facebook Messenger. That's it. And now how we do it is we do it from multiple ways, right? So we either create uh, chatbots that will allow them to download things inside the chatbot. And then later on, we create like conversations with them or we get them to take, you know, surveys inside the chatbot or quizzes inside of the chatbot or more information, right? So get more information inside the chatbot. So those are just like, you know, a couple of ways that people just kind of use the chatbot to kind of get those subscribers and leads and all that stuff. But really just essentially, it is this great marketing tool right now. I, th- I believe it is the only marketing tool right now that will allow you to have this very personalized conversations one-on-one with your audience, but at scale, right? Right now, mm-hmm. you know, you can have personalized messages with your, you know, with your subscriber, with your audience on Instagram, for example. So DMing back and forth, back and forth. But it's you, literally one person just, you know, going back and forth in the conversation, right? You cannot right. scale that effort, right? You cannot like until you bring in like automation, you're not able to scale it. So with Messenger, with Facebook Messenger chatbots, you are able to then now finally just kind of bring in this very personalized conversation. And by personalized, I mean so much more than just using their first names, you know, that kind of stuff, right? I know exactly what you like and don't like just by asking you questions and having mm-hmm. you reply. And um, have you ever tried a chatbot before, Hans, by any chance? Uh, I've been on a number of websites and yeah. or on Facebook where the little thing in the bottom right corner pops up and it's like a picture of the the lady or the man. And it's like, hey, I'm Jenny. Like, how can I help you? Is is that what you're talking about? I I think that is right. I'm I'm not really sure what what pop up that is because there's there's a there's a default pop up right now where they give you kind of like a default questions that you can ask. You know, where you can right. send. That is not a chatbot, right? A chatbot is you go into someone's um. For example, you go onto like, you know, the, the Facebook business page and you click send message, right? When you click send message and then there's this whole thing that pops up and says like, click the get start button below and that will, you know, just kind of trigger the bot thing. But yeah, that's, that's kind of it. And the reason why, you know, Facebook Messenger is working so well, you know, in comparison to the, all the other marketing channels like email marketing, for example, is because like we're so used to being on our phones. Did you know that like a third of Americans use Facebook Messenger every single month actively? That's like... Wow. 100,000, like yesterday I was checking the, like the numbers, like more than 100,000 people use like Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like 100 million. Like, I honestly don't remember right now the numbers. Like, I feel like I'm missing a zero somewhere. I'm just like, wait, this sounds really little. <laughs> I yeah. know it's a third. It's a third. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like Probably a lot. about 100 million. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because 100,000, I'm like, that's like a small country. That's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, and it's a lot of people using Facebook Messenger. And it just kind of shows that, you know, we are just getting so used to being on our phones and just like messaging back and forth, whether that's on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. So like for brands to jump on this marketing channel right now and start having conversations with their audience, you're just kind of, you know, being where your your audience is hanging out, right? You're just getting them to kind of reply to you and getting them to engage with you. And that's what we all want. So if you work with somebody, let's just say like me, like I have a podcast of my real estate practice, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm maybe getting onto YouTube here. Like 
how would someone like me, who's got a relatively modest sized following, use a chat bot like what you're describing to build their business? Yeah. Like the first question I'll ask you is what's your marketing goal? Like, why do you even want a messenger chatbot for, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh, this is cool. Like I want to, I want to use it, but what's the reason? So we try to kind of define like, what is the end goal here? Is it to kind of, you know, get more subscribers? Is it to like, create more conversations? Is it to provide better customer support? Is it to, you know, what, what, what is the goal over there? So if it's like just content, just getting more people to get, you know, to see the content that you're creating, that is, then we'll just create a bot for that, right? If it's providing a better customer support, then, you know, the bot is going to be totally different, right? So it really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it kind of depends on like, okay, what is your, your goal? And then what I also ask you is, what is your current marketing strategy, right? Because what I try to do is, you know, Facebook Messenger marketing should not be your only marketing tool, right? A lot of people are like, oh, this is cool, you know, high open rates, high engagement rates. I'm just going to do only this. I'm like, dude, like you, you can't just throw away all the other marketing stuff that you're doing just because this is an awesome marketing channel. It is an awesome marketing channel, but it's not the only, you know, marketing stuff that we should be doing. So what I always ask my clients is like, all right, so show me your marketing strategy. Like, you know, what are you doing? Like, what's your content? Like, how do you get leads coming in? How do you convert people? And then we try to see, all right, here's where we can put in a chatbot, right? So for example, if you are currently driving traffic through Facebook ads, giving away a lead magnet and then getting that lead magnet to eventually convert into a sales call and what whatever, right? So I will say like, oh, awesome. So what we can do is we can get you to run Facebook ads that sends people to download the lead magnet inside of Facebook Messenger. And so mm-hmm. once they download inside of Facebook Messenger, we start to follow up with them inside of Facebook Messenger using conversations, right? So mm-hmm. that way, you know, it, it kind of just increases that conversion as well, because right now a lot of people are just like, here's the lead magnet, you know, land on a landing page, enter your name, enter your email, and then we'll follow up with you via email, right? That's kind of how it goes right now. Now, the problem is, people aren't just checking the emails that often. And we are just bombarded with emails every single day, right? And then there's like Gmail's promotion tab and, you know, Hotmail. I don't know if you guys do use Hotmail, but (laughs) um, it still exists, (laughs) by the way, guys. I mean, there's like spam folders and spam tabs and all that stuff, right? We've got to fight with all those things. Right. And so the, the best thing about it is, you know, when we use Messenger to kind of deliver all this, you know, lead magnets and stuff, we don't have to deal with that. Right. And so that's what I'll recommend if that is your current, you know, strategy. But if it's like a whole different strategy, then we'll have to look at a whole different way of doing it. But yeah, it's just kind of like those two questions that will help me to determine like what's the best messenger marketing strategy for you specifically. Man, you really gave a lot of detail there. So thank you for that. I, I have a much clearer view of what this is and what this could be. Um, and I think the audience does as well. So Coming back to you, when you first started into this world, this is your third business now. Um, you started into the to the messenger bot world. Talk to us about the first couple of months when you decided that that was the direction you're going to go. How did you make that decision, and what did it look like from sort of a challenge and building up perspective? Yeah, um, I remember this was like about a year and a half ago, about two years ago, I was feeling really lost. It was the end of the year, December. And, you know, I was just sitting there and just kind of thinking, okay, what I really want to do, right? Right now I'm doing this freelance social media marketing thing that I'm just, I don't really enjoy that much. And I don't see myself doing this for a long time, right? It's not giving me like the whole joy doing it. And so what I did was, uh, you know, I wrote down a couple of things that I could possibly go into and messenger bot marketing was one of it. AI VR was one of it because I really like new tech stuff. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. AI VR, right? Mind you, I don't even have a freaking like VR glass. Right? What the hell was I thinking? So I was just like, oh, this is cool. This is awesome. I'm going to create some stuff about it. But eventually I was like, yeah, Messenger bot made way more sense back then. So what I did was I took a course and I started like learning up about it. And to get the first few clients coming in, you know, 
I tap a lot into my existing network. So before um, moving into messenger bot marketing, I was doing like online summits on social media marketing. And so I actually got connected with quite a couple of marketers. And so what I did was when I decided I was going to focus on messenger bot marketing, what I was going to do was reach out to, you know, my network and say, Hey, you know, I am starting this new thing. Um, do you guys have any, you know, connections that you could connect me with? At the same time, I was also offering like a real discount price for mm-hmm. me to build the messenger bots for them because back then I didn't have, you know, any testimonials or any case studies or zero clients. Right. So that's kind of how I started. I offered like really low pricing and I reached out to every single person that I knew. And I basically just told them that, Hey, I've got this stuff. Do you know anyone who might need a messenger bot? So for me, that was really just, you know, step number one, step number two was, okay, I got to just be different from every other messenger bot marketers who or, or want to be messenger bot marketers out there. I got to build my brand, right? So that back to the whole thing we we're talking about earlier, like when you get more visible, you know, when your name is out there more, you get to charge more as well. You get to work with better clients, right? Clients who basically choose you instead of you trying to find them. So yep. for me, that was just ideal. So what I started doing was I started pitching to conferences and podcasts and Facebook lives and, and everything. So the good thing was I, I was already doing like all these, you know, summit stuff in the past. So I already had connections who then, you know, it was kind of easier getting them, you know, to kind of have me on their Facebook lives. But yeah, just kind of, you know, from that, I spoke at social media day, social media week and just more conferences, um, you know, nomad conferences and all that stuff. So yeah, it's just about literally throwing yourself out there and just trying to get, you know, as much publicity as possible, um, just so that you kind of build your, your brand and your brand awareness. That's awesome. So you built up, you, you, went with what you know, or the people that you knew, offered those discounts, built up those testimonials, and then uh, simultaneously built up your personal brand. Yeah. And you can't do one without the other, right? You can't just go out there and say, hey, you know, I've got this stuff. Uh, trust me, right? Pay right. me. Trust me, right? <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, uh, why should I trust you, right? Like you have no testimonials. You've got nothing. And it's really hard in those initial days when, when, you, you know, when you're just starting out and, and people don't really know who you are. So you just got to really put yourself out there and try to, again, like carve a niche, right? So once you really niche down and cover niche, like go out there, find partners and, you know, like just got to like knock on doors, right? Like a lot of, a lot of real estate agents doing like they just knock on doors. Like my dad used to be a real estate agent. So he would just like knock on doors. Like literally you just got to go knock on like the online doors and get yourself in front of people. Yep. Really well said. When you're now working with a client and you're taking someone through this messenger bot world for the very first time, like how do you recommend people start to look at it in maybe even zooming that question out a little bit from messenger bot to like building a personal brand, building a presence online, um, whether it's, you know, for your company or for yourself, like what are some of the key things that you did early on that you're glad that you did? And then were there some mistakes that you wish you wouldn't have made? Yeah. There's basically three ways to get customers, right? There's the free way, which is the content way, the organic content way, which takes more time, but it's free, right? right. You just got to keep creating content, whether it's on social media or podcasting or whatever. There's the paid way, which is the Facebook ads, the Google ads and all that stuff. And there's the partnership way. So you partner up affiliate marketing, you know, getting your brand in front of their audience, right? Because they've already done it for you. So those are the three ways to get, you know, yourself basically getting clients, right? And so I always recommend that when you're starting out, you know, kind of focus on one way, right? That, that should be your one way. In fact, the first year that you're starting out, kind of focus on like one product, you know, one target audience, one traffic, and then 
and I just forgot what one price point and all that stuff. So basically, there are just a couple of things you want to focus on instead of like, I'm going to sell this and this, like, like I'm going to sell a course and my service. Like I'm going to sell it to, you know, coaches and someone else, right? Like so you're just like spreading yourself out. I'm going to do Facebook ads and, you know, YouTube marketing and a podcast and all those other stuff. Because the thing is when you start to kind of spread yourself thin, unless you've got a huge team behind you, it's really hard, right? It's really hard to focus down. So I would just kind of focus on those one stuff, like one person, one, one service, one price, one, one traffic driver, uh, one conversion point. So yeah, just kind of focus yourself, like just kind of focus on just like one stuff and just really try to, you know, drive, you know, all your attention into those five ones and then just kind of figure out, do you want to kind of focus on organic marketing? Do you want to focus on paid marketing or do you want to focus on partnership marketing? I focused a lot in my first year on partnership marketing, right? So I basically, that's why I was saying, I talked to everyone that I knew, you know, I just asked them like, Hey, you know, can we partner up for this? Can we like do like referral stuff, you know, or white label all stuff, you know, all that stuff. So that's what I focused on. And then eventually just kind of moved into organic marketing as well. Just creating a lot of content on YouTube, a lot of content on podcasting. So it's just kind of figuring out, okay, now that I'm doing that, how's that converting, right? So which of these marketing channels are like giving me the best conversion? So for example, like my podcast gives me amazing conversion, not so much in the sense where the listeners are um, signing up to be my clients, but the people that I'm interviewing signs up to be my clients. So I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome, right? So that's yeah. why like, I'm, I'm just like, I never ever, um, you know, no matter how busy I am, I never forget about my podcast because that's the only reason, right? Like this marketing channel is converting so well for me. It'd be so stupid for me to just like stop doing it. But if I had not just put in all my effort into just like, okay, this year I'm going to focus on podcasting and really just like kind of track, like what's the conversion? Like how many people do I have and all that stuff? I would not have known that this marketing channel would have been so awesome for me, right? Like things like Instagram, for example, Instagram, it never converts for me, right? So I know that that's not where I want to be spending my time and effort on, but I have a presence there, but it's just not where I'm like, you know, spending hours on it, right? So it's just kind of knowing exactly like where do you want to focus on? And the only way you can do that is to first kind of pick one, track it, and then move on to the next one if it doesn't work. That's really great advice. Pick one, track it, niche down, like yeah. you were talking in the beginning. Focus is, as most of us know, it's really easy to get shiny object syndrome, um, get distracted with a messenger bot and then a paid ad and then a, then a podcast, then this, then that. You know, really focusing and mastering one thing. And then once you really have that dialed in, assuming it's working, then you can go add something else on top of that. Right. So fantastic advice. Thank you for that. I'm struck by what I'm presuming is your passion for this, but I want to ask, do you feel passionate about messenger bot marketing? And more broadly, do you think that it's important to follow your passion in, in business and when becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, not specifically for messenger bot marketing. Marketing in general gets me going. Like I'm really, really passionate about marketing and online business. Those two things specifically just get me like, I can, I literally, it's so funny. Just a couple of days ago, someone asked me that if, if you weren't getting paid, right? If you weren't getting paid, what would you be doing? And I'd be like, I'll be talking about business all day long. Like I, I give away unwanted advice. Like I'm one of those people where if I'm in the same room as you, we go for dinner or something and I'll be like, so how's your business going? Oh, have you tried this? Like I would literally like give you unwanted advice. Like you'd be like, I didn't even ask for it. Like stop it, right? <laughs> I'm one of those first. <laughs> so that's like, I really love doing it. So I, I just love, um, you know, planning strategy stuff. 
not so much like messenger bot marketing, because for me down the road, I, I don't want Chris Media to just be like messenger bot marketing. Like this is the thing that I want to be known for right now, but down the road, I do not want to be, you know, just be messenger bot marketing because marketing always changes. Right. So what might be around today? Like, Hey Vine, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hello right. TikTok, right? Like, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be around like, you know, five years from now and so what's going to happen if, if it's not around, like my, my whole business be gone. Of course not. Right. So it's going to just like evolve along the way. So I just love like marketing in general. And I think it's so important that you got to have passion for what you do. Seriously. There's so many things you can do to earn money. Like you can do a lot of things to earn money. And if you're not doing what you love, I just feel like, you know, back to the whole energy stuff and the woo-woo shit. Um, you know, like, like the universe feels it. Like they feel like, you know, oh, you know, like Hans doesn't love what he does. So therefore, like, why should we like shower him with more like good stuff, right? Like, cause like he hates what he does, right? So I feel like if you wake up every day and you're like, oh man, like now I've got to do this whole drop shipping shit. Like I really hate it. You know, oh my God, why do I have to deal with this customer? Then just don't do it, man. There's like, like another thousand ways to earn money. Like you could literally like be selling eBooks or, you know, like, I don't know, like transcribe for a living, right? Whatever. If you really love transcribing, right? If you love writing, just go and be a writer, right? You could literally earn money from your passion. How much you want to earn, I have no idea, but like, that's really up to you and up to you how hardworking you are and your luck as well. But I just feel like you got to have a passion for what you do. You got to sound passionate when you, when you talk about what you do. That's so cool. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that breakdown because I think it's important to recognize what you just said. Like I am really passionate about online businesses and marketing for them, but like messenger bot is just a way for me to take that passion and help people right now. And that may change in a couple of years. That may change never. You don't know, but that honestly, like I've asked that question, gosh, 60 or so times probably. <laughs> and I honestly think that that's probably the best answer I've ever got. Oh, so thank man, you. <laughs> <laughs> do I get a, like, do I get an award for something? <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, when I, when I have the award ceremony at the end of the year, you'll be at the top of the list for sure. Um, Christabel, thank you so much for your time today. We are getting to the end. So I do want to transition us to the focus five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you ready? Oh, let's do this. First question. What book have you gifted most often? Oosh, um, the four day work week <laughs> by Tim Ferriss. I, I feel like that was the whole thing that kind of started the whole idea that, you know, one can actually travel and work at the same time. But more, more than that, it's just about like, not like, you know, this whole hustle mode thing that a lot of people have. Entrepreneurs have this whole hustle mode thing. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't want to hustle my life away, right? I want to enjoy my life. And so like Tim Ferriss, the book really was just like, yeah, I talk about it a lot. Awesome. I was literally having that conversation with someone the other day. So thank you for that. If you could get an hour of somebody's time, past or present, live or dead, and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? Jay Abraham. He is one of the top marketers out there. He knows everything about marketing. Um, literally, if I could just have like 10 minutes of his time, I'm going to be so rich by the end of this conversation because he's so smart. I could literally just share like all my questions and he would just give me all the answers. So yeah, Jay Abraham, if you're listening, right, please, for God's sake, let's connect. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing that you believe most people would disagree with you on? Um, I believe that this world, we do not need more borders. We do not need, you know, borders to keep people out and all that. People should be free to move around. Like I grew up in Singapore. I do not want to live in Singapore. So therefore I am free to live in Mexico, right? If you want to live in Singapore, by all means move to Singapore. I just feel like this world, we just don't need more borders. We should be free to like move without visas and all that stuff. 
That's a really great answer. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. How do you start your day? So my routine right now is a little different. So I've started, you know, becoming more conscious of how much weight I'm gaining <laughs> sitting at my desk working every single day. So what I'm trying to do is I try to go out running. So there's like a little park near my house, um, wooded area where there are pine trees and I'm super in love with pine trees. And so what I try to do is I go out there, run for like 30 minutes and then I'll just sit in the middle of the forest and just like stare at the trees and just feel so inspired because I live in Mexico city. It's really hard to find a place where you just do not hear traffic at all. And that is one, like pretty much the only place in the city that you just don't hear noise at all. So I just sit there and I just do that. And then I come back, you know, I, I start working. So every single day it's like, Wednesday, it's like podcast days for me, for my podcast. Um, Tuesdays are my YouTube days where I try to film all my YouTube videos, uh, you know, for, for the week or the next two weeks or something. Um, and then like Mondays are PR days where I try to reach out to, you know, get myself on, you know, more podcasts or more blogs or whatever, right? So I, I break it down and Fridays are just kind of my Netflix day where I just try to do nothing, like not as much and just kind of watch Netflix. So I break it down. Um, that really helps me kind of figure out like, okay, I got this meeting but I think it's better if it goes on Thursday instead, right? So I don't, I just, it's just, I like things when they're just kind of like, there's like a flow to it, a schedule to it, a routine to it. I don't like it when I'm like, oh my God, what do I do now? Like what do I do next? Like, I just don't like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about the routine. It helps keep me in, in check as well to make sure that I've got like every week I'm reaching out for PR, every week I'm doing my content, every week I'm doing my podcast. So it's kind of how I flow. That's awesome. Christabel, thank you so much for being on the show. What is the number one place that we can connect with you online? Yeah. So the number one place for you to connect with me and to really get to know me better is to go listen to my podcast, Hack Your Online Business. That is on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Music. I think that's what they call it now. Um, yeah. So go tune in every single Monday and every single Thursday. There are new episodes on the show. So go check it out. And then of course, go follow me on Instagram. I share a lot of stuff about my life, my thoughts, whether you want it or not. I always share it. So go check it out um, <laughs> on Instagram, Instagram at this is Chris Tan at this is C-H-R-Y-S Tan. Um, so yeah, so go follow me on Instagram and just, yeah, send me the message, man. Let me know that you heard this and, you know, um, whatever questions you have for me about messenger bot marketing or online business or, you know, anything about life in general, uh, send it over, you know, DM me and I'll, I'll be so happy to connect with you. Christabel, thank you so much. Guys, I'm going to throw all of that down into the show notes if you didn't catch it. Um, so it's all available down there, easy to find. Christabel, thank you so much for your time today. You've been awesome. Really excited to have you on and definitely excited to keep chatting about uh, Messenger Bot and all the marketing stuff that you're into. Thank you so much for today, man. That does it for today. Guys, if you want to connect with Christabel, I've got all her stuff down in the show notes, including her Instagram profile. This is Chris Tan. Uh, so that's down there as well as her website, which is chrismedia.com, C-H-R-Y-S media.com. I would really encourage you to reach out to her. She's got a ton of knowledge, willing to share, loves engaging with people online relative to their businesses. Um, and she's definitely a giver when it comes to advice and help, as she mentioned in the show. If you want to connect with me, my Calendly link is down there. You can snag a spot on my calendar. We'll have a, a quick phone conversation. would love to get to know you, uh, learn who you are, learn how I can keep making the podcast better and just see how I can keep providing value to you as a listener. So without any further ado, I'm going to sign it off for today. This is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play. And remember to make every chapter better than the last. 
Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at ChiefSNAH on Instagram and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play. Thank you.